catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer. He's Justin Labar. He's Jimmy Corderas. And have we got a show for you. We've got last chance opportunities to join the Elimination Chamber. We've got uh, also, we got Justin disappearing from the screen. We even got a bunch of red bouncy boots on the show. It's a, it's a <laughs> wild one uh, as... I think Justin's getting some stuff worked out on his Wi-Fi. Uh, as we wait for that, though, mm-hmm. Jimmy Corderas, how are you, friend? Yeah, I'm doing well. You know, surprisingly a little bit warmer up here than it's been the last little while. So I will take it. I mean, like, even on Wednesday, it's supposed to get really warm, and we might have zero snow on the ground. But then it, it is February in Canada, so that can change quickly. <laughs> well, I do believe much like Groundhog's Day after the Super Bowl, the weather changes and it's different. Yeah. It, uh, the unfortunate thing here is it's, it fluctuates and it does the old. It's <laughs> hot. It's warmer uh, above normal temperatures for this time of year. Then it's always below normal temperatures for this time of year. And it's, it's all over the map. Well, uh, I'm glad to be back. I got stuck for everyone wondering. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, Ricky saying welcome back, Jack. Appreciate it. I was, you know, we talked about the, the Uso penitentiary. I was locked down in jury duty. I had to go sit and figure out if I was going to be somebody who had to make a decision about someone's future. Fortunately, the judge saw, saw right through my inability to make decisions and said, get out of here, but uh, not before killing a good chunk of my week. So, uh, so, so he saw that you, you, you could be influenced. Yes, very, okay. very easily. <laughs> like, this guy, this guy can't be trusted with anything serious. Well, guys- sorry to interrupt you, but uh, as long as the judge didn't say, "Hey, you do that wrestling show, right?" <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have? Do you guys do jury duty the same way in Canada that we do in the states, where you just sort of randomly get picked and then you have to find a way out of it, and if you don't, you've got to sit on the on the jury. It's 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 very similar. Let's put it that way. Um, there's slight, slight variations. Uh, you have to get, um, interviewed, obviously, if you want to do it, but at the same time, if you can't do it, you have to come up with a good reason why. I always think it's so here. I don't know what it is. It's like, they're mad at you for getting called in for jury duty. Everyone that's working there is just like, so, well, that's what you get for getting called in for jury duty. I don't want to be here either. Let's just be cool about it. Why is it so (laughs) difficult? Uh, Justin, I I apologize. I just said, let's go. And I didn't actually make sure you were ready to go. 
<laughs> I I will take the blame for the uh, technical issues today. No, no. I, I just as you said that, I looked over. All of a sudden, I see a wire just like unplugged. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I go to unplug that wire, and I knocked over another wire. And it's just it was just a total Steve Urkel moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Justin Labar is starting the show Wired. Yes. Well, the the show today started interesting, but before we get into that, I do want to ask everyone who's here, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts are very appreciated these days, but yeah, those uh, comments in the um in the in the uh YouTube, I, I always try to get back to those usually the next day or day after I try to pop in there and hit likes on the ones I like, respond to the ones I like ignore the mean ones <laughs> that's how it goes uh let's get into the news though let's chat about what uh was really i think kind of a nice beefy chunk of news we got today and that was cody rhodes talking about the brawl at all out and uh he was asked about it and he said there were some people texting me man you're the smartest guy in the room uh and he said i He's, I wanted to write back, F you, man. I don't feel that way. I feel this thing we built got damaged. Um, said he hated seeing it. Uh, and he's he kind of just reiterated he hopes AEW is successful and says he doesn't want to see all that erased and go away. Justin, this was the absolute right thing for Cody to say in this situation, is it not? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he could have avoided the answer more if he wanted to, but I think... I feel like he gave an answer. He gave some quotes, hence while we're talking about it. Uh, but he didn't, you know, he didn't go out and bury the company. He didn't. He didn't come up with more uh, salacious headlines. And quite frankly, why would he? Because if you're Cody Rhodes, the position you're in right now um, in WWE, and you know, you're 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 in a, you're in a main event program. Potentially, you're going to be dethroning a world cha- a world cha- a world champion here soon. If you're Cody Rhodes, one of two things happens. Either AEW, you know, d- floats around and eventually just kind of, you know, it just it, it 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 gets eventually dismissed from even being on a level of competition with WWE, and in which case it happens all while Cody Rhodes is not there, so mm-hmm. he's not linked to any failure. Or I'm not saying I want that. Or the other one is AEW thrives. You know, they get a great new TV deal here soon, and they're around for the next however many decades thriving and being a uh, being a factor in the business in, in North America and pro wrestling and Cody Rhodes in his Hall of Fame speech gets to be linked and credited to being one of the founding you know fathers one of the founding EVPs of this thriving promotion uh, so it, it it doesn't do him any good to go out and publicly bury the company whatever exactly happened on his departure it obviously happened behind closed doors and he Tony Khan and anybody else involved with it the other EVPs, I presume, have all at least kept a nice promise to each other to not talk about it publicly, to keep that. And, and so far, and it's been a year, and they've, and they've done that. So uh, they all seem to at least have each other's trust that we're not going to go out and, and we're, we're just going to leave whatever happened behind closed doors of disagreements and whatever. So this was the exact perfect way for him to handle it. Address it. Don't avoid it. But, uh, you know, you only go so far. As a fan, I like seeing this kind of answer. I like the positivity. I like that he doesn't bury AEW here. Uh, Jimmy, as we say, it was the right thing for him to say. But if I could be a little instigator here, it was the right thing to say. But did he mean it? Or was he just saying what we wanted to hear? 
I think there is a part of him that meant it as well. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's probably a little bit of heat there, but uh, Cody's smart enough to know that uh, bringing that heat to the forefront, to the like, like Justin said, does no one any good. All it does is create uh, chatter amongst the internet, you know, chatterboxes. Let's put it that way. Uh, but again, to your question, I think he was being as honest as he could be. Um, you know, I, I think maybe there, like I said, a little bit of uh, underlying, uh, I don't want to say resentment. I don't think resentment's the right word because uh, I, I think he feels bad that he didn't get to see something he started with the other guys, um, him being there to see it grow to f- what he was hoping it would be. And mm-hmm. to, to say that he wants to see it get to that level is, is perfectly the right thing to say you know and he probably does feel that he wants to see them succeed to some form of in some form or fashion but i i I think uh again bottom line he i think he mostly believes what he said but at the same time there's probably a little bit of him underneath that says oh i'd like to throw somebody under the bus at some point (laughs) and maybe and maybe in a couple years from now when WWE does the great documentary they do on Cody and his return back and where he's at in his career, maybe he does peek the curtain back a little bit more and get a little bit more honest about certain people. Maybe, maybe if there's certain people, it's just CM Punk and Punk remains ostracized at that point. <laughs> Cody knows right now in February of 2023, he is inside of 45 days from WrestleMania. He knows the only headline he really wants people talking about in terms of Cody Rhodes versus is Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. He, he does not need any headline out there of Cody Rhodes versus the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes versus Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk. He does not need any of that that coming out of podcasts. He needs Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns because that's what's going to make him the most money and the most value right now. And I think that's what makes what he said so smart. Is it sort of doused any flames of wanting to ask him more about it? Like, I, I don't, I can't imagine him doing another show and people being eager to ask him about it because he, he answered it in a way where there's not really a follow-up. You're just kind of like, Oh, okay. That's it. He's, he squashed it. Yeah, he's, he's a smart businessman is what Cody is. And, and uh, you know, WWE's gain is AEW's loss at this point. Yeah. And, and especially from a pre- presentation standpoint, because he looks like a star, man. He just looks so good. He feels, you can see, it's almost like a different aura about him too right now. He feels like, it feels like he's in a different place. Yeah, we're going to talk about him in a minute, but yeah, there's something special going on there. Uh, somewhere things are not very special, and I don't mean to be this uh, this to be a burial of AEW here, but uh, things aren't feeling very special on Rampage lately. The uh, the numbers are down again. Uh, I don't like to usually go week after week after week because I feel like nothing really changes week to week. But it's been like this for a long time. Every week it seems like it goes lower and lower while. Uh, across the way over on SmackDown, the numbers continue to go up. Jimmy, I, I, I always say I'm not really a big ratings guy, but at some point, something's got to give with Rampage, right? I, I think so, too. And I think a lot of the problem is it's timing. It's a Friday night at 10 o'clock is when it begins airing. And that's a tough night to begin with, because especially with the crowd they're catering to, it's a Friday night. You don't want to be stuck home watching. And yes, I get it. We live in an, uh, in an era where you can DVR everything and watch it later, but it's not the same as getting to watch it as it happens. 
I'm always one of those guys. It's like, it's like, you know, Hey, I'm into the Super Bowl. Is it as much fun watching it after because you were busy doing something as it is watching it live and watching it as it happens and watching the halftime show? No, I think the time slot is a big issue. I almost feel like I wish they could work something out with the the good folks at Turner where they could kind of bring back the old 605 time slot on Saturdays. Kind of like the old days. Yeah, you know, obviously they want to move ahead, move forward and don't look back on the past too much. But at the same time, I think that would be maybe something they can give a shot. Change nights and change days, especially after a two hour smackdown, which uh, a lot of people are tuning into because there's a lot of good storytelling going on there. Uh, Justin, I, I, I'd love to know your thoughts. I always feel like it's unfair to compare numbers apples to apples with SmackDown and Rampage because they're two totally different programs. But if one's trending up and one's trending down, that I think you can compare. Correct. The trend is relevant, right? Trend is relevant uh, of just, you know, because trend you factor in time of year, which we all have to deal with. You factor in what other competition just in general is on on television or on media. So trend is important, but yeah, I mean, you're not going to compare SmackDown and, and Rampage. I mean, it, 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 they're not even the same fruit basket, you know? <laughs> so I think Rampage just has everything going against it. It's Friday night at 10 o'clock as Jimmy already outlined. That's just, that's not for the demo that they're trying to reach. The demo that they're trying to reach on Friday night at 10 is not probably sitting around. And, and again, yes, you can DVR, you can pull things up on your phone, but still, um, it's, it, it, that's just not, that's not, that's not when you want to reach those people. Um, so that has that going against them. It's only one hour raw. Three hours is too long. Two hours is a, is a sweet spot. One hour. They already try to cram stuff in one hour. You really have a hard time trying to tell some stories or, or, or you try to fit too much in there and it's in, and, and, and you're just dizzy by the end of it because that you've tried to, you've tried to show too much. Um, it's taped anymore anything like anything with pro wrestling that's taped i there's just a disadvantage i mean look WWE, you know grin and grin and bared it for however, however many years it was with smackdown with smackdown being taped and you know smackdown had some good quality stories and in-ring talent happening but it could never get over that hump of being considered the b show because i think there was always that lack of you know raw you never truly know what's going to happen on monday night raw because we actually saw things unfold live SmackDown, you read about it, or you know that it could, something could be reshot, or, or whatever. And now SmackDown's been you know, alive for several years, and many people argue SmackDown is now the A show. It's the number one show, and and and, and some things with money and, and and viewership would would dictate that that and back that argument up. So uh, Rampage either has to start making things really happen and matter. I mean, I mean, I'm talking really matter, but I don't even suggest they do that because you're doing it at a poor timing, um, or they just need to rethink its whole purpose. Um, mm-hmm. and where it gets distributed. So, I mean, it, the, the, the troubling thing is, is that it makes you almost wonder, okay, if this is what the Rampage number is, if, 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 if the average is 400,000 people that watch it, is that the true number of people that actually care about the hardcore aspect of the hardcore wrestling and the in-ring work rate and all that all that stuff that, that people will cite the AEW diehards hang on to, and then that extra 600,000 they get on Wednesday night, is that the extra people that are jumping in of, you know, is this story interesting? Is MJF an attraction? Is Jericho on the show? I I, I wonder, is, is Rampage revealing how small the true size is of catering to the hardcore and why you must always be trying to book too casual? And yes, I know it drives people crazy on WWE that they will rehash it so video packages several times mm-hmm. to make sure you pick up every little detail. But 
is this proving that doing that helps keep everybody on the same page and be able to follow along versus AEW where, oh, well, if you saw be if you saw uh, uh, Rampage, then, then, then you know why this is happening on Dynamite. Or if you watch that YouTube extra, you know, and it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. That is a that that, mm-hmm. that does not bring on casual fans. So I think the Rampage numbers, Tony Khan's an analytics guy. That's what he does for the Jacksonville Jaguars, apparently. He's, he's in charge of analytics and all the numbers. And all I think he really needs to dig in and and see what he can learn about these numbers because these numbers and trends don't lie. Mm-hmm. I think something that they're butting up against too is there's so much wrestling content out there right now. It's it's not like you know back when it was okay you had Raw and you had SmackDown. If you were crazy about wrestling, you'd watch Heat. You know, it's mm-hmm. I mean between Raw and Dynamite and SmackDown and NXT and Rampage and. Of course, if you're at that point, if you're watching New Japan, if you're watching Stardom, if you're watching W Impact, yeah. uh, there's just so much out there. You do need a reason to get people to tune in at this point, especially what I always think is they I get I feel like I get what they're thinking. Like I get like this past week, I get the idea of Butcher Blade and Kip Sabian versus blackpool combat club sure they're gonna do cool things visually it looks entertaining but is it enough for me to give up a friday night to watch this match that i know the outcome of and there are people that aren't that hard to find matches for also you know it's Mm -hmm. i just don't know if it gets me enough to make me go cool after putting in 10 hours of wrestling this week it's worth doing yet another hour to watch this you know totally agree and that's not even counting dark and elevation and uh Mm -hmm. you know people watch main event or level up or all these other things that are out there it's just or Mm -hmm. pay-per-views or ple's or whatever we're calling which just i think there's gotta be a hook yeah, there's a lot of content out there. This is just, and you, like you said, it has to be special. There has to be something to draw people in. And yes, cool matchups may do the thing, but at the end of the day, as we're seeing, great storytelling is what's drawing people in. Great characters, you know, getting people invested in other people. Yes. To want to tune uh, in. Well, we talk about tuning in. Uh, final piece of news before getting into the show. Uh, on June 26th, Comcast is removing Peacock from its bundle, meaning customers who don't have an independent subscription to the streaming service will need to sign up for one to continue watching. Uh, Peacock Premium currently costs subscribers $4.99 a month, although Comcast will reportedly give its customers the option to purchase the streaming service at a presently unspecified discount from that price. Peacock will still be offered free for six months to new customers who sign up for Xfinity Justin, this may impact the numbers for some of these premium live events. Obviously, not as many people are going to be seeing these shows. Uh, But my question to you is, if you're the kind of person that watches PLEs now, is this going to be enough to deter you from keeping up with them going forward? Uh, Well, I'm the wrong person to ask that because I'll tell you this. I am one of the uh, 17 million people in America who has who has Xfinity cable. Yes, I still have cable. Uh, and I have Xfinity, so I get Peacock already. All I have to do is speak into my room and say Peacock, and I get it. I, I've never had to pay a separate line item for it. Uh, my, my damn cable bill is 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 expensive enough, so I, I feel like I'm certainly giving them my, my money's worth. But this is going to be interesting. For me, obviously, I'll do whatever I have to do to have Peacock because I need to, right, for this. Mm-hmm. But I will be curious because that's been one of the things. You know, Peacock has not been – it's not a term, it's, it's not the best user experience at this point, and, and really WWE – 
and it, and it's and it's um and its archives is, is is one of the biggest things it has. Yes, it has a lot of Peacock has a lot of reruns of old syndicated shows, but in terms of original content, uh, the the PLEs are are, are probably the top line. So. I'm a little surprised that Comcast is choosing to do this. Maybe that means they have more original content that's going to be rolling out as well. I don't know. But uh, you're right. This is going to, I'm not the person asked, but this is going to affect some, you know, middle of the line view, middle of the road viewers who, you know, again, maybe watched WrestleMania or watched Rumble because they figured out that they have, it's already built into their bundle. Um, and so that did allow for inflation of numbers to report. Oh, it was seen by this many millions of people. It set a record in the 30 year history of this event. That that is going to be at risk here. So um, that I think does somewhere play into this entire formula and dynamic of WWE and their sale. And we know that NBC, uh, which is there with Comcast, it's all all on the same umbrella. They're what we think is a potential buyer. So this is just another another piece to this puzzle of 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 movement that's going to happen here in the next twelve to eighteen months with WWE and their properties. Uh, Jimmy, any thoughts on this? Is it? Do you use Comcast and Peacock, or how do you see it up in Canada? See, see, it's different up here in Canada. We don't have uh, Comcast or any, uh, our cable and, and satellite subscribers up here. In Canada, you have to subscribe to the WWE Network, just like you used to have to in the United States. It's the same thing. It's a monthly charge just for the WWE Network. So. For us up here, that doesn't affect us. And and, I'm, and if I'm not mistaken, Justin, you may know better than I do, around the world, I believe it's still WWE Network that you have to subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah. America and the U.S. is the only ones that have. And, right. and quite frankly, again, I, 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 and I the, 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 the interface to get around to find things in the archives, the, the, getting, getting a hold of whatever's live is easy. But if, if I want to go watch Mania 17, it's mm-hmm. not the easiest navigation versus what you still have and what the rest of us had in the right. WWE Network when they really had their archive yeah. down pretty pretty organized. It was, it was yeah. really, really nice to access. No, absolutely it is. And 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 like you said, I, I do think it's going to affect their numbers because, uh, yes, the fans do want to tune in and they do want to see the PLEs, formerly known as pay-per-views, and I guess technically you can call them a pay-per-view again. Uh, if you're going to have to pay to see it. So, so, um, but once you get something given to you as part of a package, it's kind of hard to get them back paying for it again, because you, you, you get a little spoiled that time. So uh, at first, at least it will affect the numbers. We'll see if people start coming back or not. But uh, again, for the rest of us outside the U S it's really an non-issue. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably the wrong demographic too, but the reason I got Peacock was for WWE. So, <laughs> so like, that's kind of a, I, I'm, I'm stuck with it. I, I don't have uh, Xfinity, so it's not really going to affect me. But uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's move on from the news and talk about this show. Of course, I want to thank everyone in the chat. It's the roll call. Dylan, Matthews, Jeff King, Stephen Kant, Ethan Cruz. We've got Ricky's out of our baby ice. Uh, we got Rocky Dream Realm. We got Sergio M. Rouse, Mr. X. I haven't seen Mr. X in a while. Good to see you again. Uh, Adam Staples. We have uh, Bernie DC, Slim Majors. And uh, I saw, I think it was Nick in here who was uh, excited to join night one uh, in here as well. So good to see all of you, Droid J. Thanks so much again. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, Casey J, uh, Manny as well. Thank you guys so much. Let's get into the show. Mm-hmm. Let's chat about this. When we start, 
with Becky Lynch and Adam Pierce in the ring. Scrap Natty. Uh, Becky says she's distra- been distracted by damage control when the most important thing is the title. So she wants to fight her way into Elimination Chamber. Uh, Bailey and Becky come out and they decide to do a triple threat where if Bailey or Becky win, they are going into the Elimination Chamber. If Bianca wins, then nothing. Same old same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ju- Justin, this kind of sets us up with a match that has some interesting stakes a week before a paper or a premium live event. Uh, kind of a rarity, really. It is, but I did appreciate it. Um, it's like you're getting these three ladies who are, you know, your three of your top female performers. You put them in a match, but you're given stipulation. It's not just a, a grudge or it's not, you know, you're given a stipulation. And, and quite frankly, uh, and I, I know we'll get to it once we get to the end of the, the show, but I spent the whole night figuring one of these ladies, like we're going to get an unprecedented chamber of a seventh lady's going to get added. A seventh person's going to get added because of this. So uh, I thought this was a nice little creative touch um, uh, to, 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 to anchor the show with. What, Jimmy, was I the only one that thought it felt like they weren't ready for the show to start when it started? Like the way, maybe not, maybe that's not the right way to say it. It just, it felt like this beginning chunk of time, like Becky, like, the raw music and then Becky's music suddenly being on and then her in the ring and then the backstage promos and stuff like that. It felt kind of like things were happening in a weird way to start the show. Was I the only one that felt that way or did you catch that too? I didn't think it was weird. I thought it was interesting that they started that way. I thought it was different and and it was not the, the usual, you know, hit the big intro. Let's get the big, she's already in the ring. She's raring to go. It looks like she's with, you know, with Adam Pierce, of course. And, mm-hmm. and, I didn't mind it. I like the I like different. It doesn't have yeah. to be the same. Like every week, we start with a big promo, but with the big introduction and so on and so forth. I like that they started uh, with Becky in the ring. It was different. And mm-hmm. and to Justin's point, I like the fact that they uh, made this match the and the main event, the main event mm-hmm. uh, of the night, uh, with stakes involved. And yeah. they made it different. They made it unique. Uh, the only thing is like, they're stealing our gimmick. Instead of Triple J, they were Triple B in that main event. <laughs> They'll be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Sheed Black in the chat with a, a super chat. She thanks for uh, holding out until we got to uh, this part. But uh, Sheed says the women's matches didn't make any sense tonight. The promo with Cody makes me think Sammy may pull it off Saturday. Uh, Justin, we'll talk about that Cody promo in a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh do you think she's on to something? Do you, do you feel like the uh, women's matches made sense uh, to you tonight? Uh, I mean, looking at my, looking at my notes here, I mean, again, the main event, as I said, you know, we'll get to it more, but it, there's a stipulation. So it gives, it gives a reason to feature these, these ladies. Um, you know, we saw Piper Niven, which, you know, we see her. And, and again, I mean, I, I think she was there to be featured. And, and I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I think for the most part, everything had a re again, you're on a go home show. So you're, you're capped with a certain amount of limitations. You're not going to go too far because you can't you can't get ahead of yourself past the premium live event. I don't know, but I feel like everything they did tonight was fine with the women. You know, it wasn't incredible, but it wasn't you know, yeah sloppy. Yeah. I don't know. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Justin. I think that it actually works. For, I, I I think they did great with it. But Jimmy, any thoughts on that? Do you feel like they the women's matches made sense tonight? I, th- I thought they've perfectly made sense, especially going into the pay-per-view. And that's what you want going into the premium live event slash pay-per-view up here in Canada. The, they, it, it furthered storylines along. And again, we'll get to the finish of that triple threat match later, but it made sense 
to me anyways. And I like the fact that they put a little twist on that. Mm -hmm. So we move forward and we get to something that was a bit of a running segment throughout the show. Uh, it starts with a judgment day promo and Dom saying that he taught Damien about being locked up. So he'll be good in the elimination chamber. Uh, that leads to a judgment day versus street profits tag team match. Uh, with the uh, Judgment Day getting the win before Edge and Beth show up. And then uh, Rhea Ripley shows up, takes out Beth Phoenix, but then uh, her and Dom Dom retreat once Edge gets back in the ring. Uh, Justin, uh, again, I feel like this is going to be the theme of the night. Uh, sort of a good way to kind of heat up the flames right before the, the showdown. Yeah, and there's several things I did here, you know, uh, Judgment Day keeps some heat going into to Saturday. You know that they got you know between the mixed tag between Priest and the uh, and then the chamber they got a lot riding on Saturday. So you, you need to keep them with heat. You need to keep them with momentum. But at the same time, you got Montez Ford. He's in the chamber for the U.S. title. So you don't want to you know so that so point being Judgment Day pinning Dawkins. It, it was the right scenario. Very basic X's nose that the uh, creative and, and the agents uh, uh, pulled off there. Um, I, I I said it. I called some controversy on Twitter. I think Montez Ford is a strong bet to make that he walks out of that chamber. Uh, to say that. And I like what they did here. Rhea, Rhea was gone last week, legit, because she was doing some PR. Make him think that's the case again here. And that just made, again, added the heat for the cheap shots that she uh, put in, uh, attacking Beth from behind. And shout out to Corey Graves as uh, Mommy and Dom are leaving the ringside. And he says, with tomorrow being Valentine's Day, uh, I don't think Dom's going to be the one wearing the cuffs tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy, this whole thing with uh, Judgment Day and Dom and Rhea is so fun. It's just, it's fun. It's fun wrestling, but uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on the match. And uh, do you agree, Justin? Is this Montez going to walk away with the U.S. championship? I don't know if he's going to walk away with the U.S. championship, but the one thing I did like too that uh, that maybe some people miss that I or maybe I I'm seeing too much into it because I'm anticipating a, a, a little bit of dissension between um, the members of Street Profit. There were little subtle looks that Dawkins gave to Ford during the match, like uh, there was. I don't remember exact uh, when it was, but there was a blind tag where Ford blind tagged himself in, and you know, Doc, uh, Doc is just kind of gave him a look like, what the hell, what the hell was that? What are you doing? I'm not done yet. You know, that kind of thing. There was like two or three little subtle, hey man, kind of looks. And I'm wondering if that was just a little bit of seed planting going forward. And to Justin's point, if it were Ford to come out of that elimination chamber match with the U.S. title, Dawkins could be that jealous heel even though I think Ford would make a great heel as well, either way. Uh, but Dawkins being the partner who kind of gets left out, shunned, uh, put through the barbershop window, whatever you want to call it. And maybe that's a future a rivalry down the line. Uh, it's the ding dong. Hello door. Now, Jimmy, that has oh. been replaced. We don't, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what the kids say. Now it's no longer the barbershop window. It's the ding dong. Hello. Uh, <laughs> We did get a few promos uh, later in the night. We'll just lump them in here. Uh, the Grit Couple says they're going to show us why they're the Grit Couple. Judgment Day say they've always had the upper hand and they're going to win at WrestleMania uh, or at at the Elimination Chamber. 
Um, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm putting mania in my notes for everything. They did. They um, did say Rhea Ripley is going to win at WrestleMania. So. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. fair enough. I wasn't totally off, but, uh, um, yeah, I think that these are now I, for one can't, I I'm ready for the Copeland's and judgment day to go their separate ways, but mm -hmm. I feel like they've done a great job of making this entertaining along the way. I feel like they're, we're going to get a good, I guess, a launch pad for everyone involved into WrestleMania and, um, yeah, I think, I think Montez could win. I, you know, Jimmy, I didn't notice what you said as far as the tags as much, but I did remember thinking when they were both walking out, uh, Dawkins doesn't seem as excited as Ford does as he was coming out. And I, I actually thought, I wonder if that was a little tell that Montez was going to win and Dawkins knows what's, what's, what's up. And he's yeah. bummed out about it. Kind of like sometimes you can see before a big match when someone's smiling on the way to the ring and you're like, mm, they're winning a big match tonight. Subtleties, man. Little subtleties. Sometimes, uh, like I said, maybe maybe I'm picking up something that isn't there, but uh, it, it just caught me a, a few times where I saw two or three maybe little, uh, you know, little looks. It wasn't something over the top. It wasn't overt. Let's put it that way. Yep. Uh, we move forward to the contract signing. And uh, first off, Brock is out there. He just wants to get this done. But Lashley, with security guards, is posturing over at a table of his own. Things break down. Lashley spears Lesnar, and Lashley signs the contract and leaves it on the hurting and smiling Brock Lesnar. Justin, dare I say, is Brock Lesnar the underdog here? Uh, no, but I think that what they did tonight was uh, was necessary i think even though bobby uh lists off these past interactions of eliminating brock or beat brock here it doesn't it, besides the elimination that happened a few weeks ago in the rumble it, it all happened you know what like a year ago like it, it hasn't happened all recently so brock is still the bigger name the bigger star so i think bobby definitely had to go into this uh match saturday having got the last laugh, last physicality, so to speak. So he needed to get that spear and play the mind games and, and outsmart the beast uh, tonight. I think that was needed to, to still keep Bobby credible. And I know that's crazy to say because Bobby's Bobby Lashley's Bobby Lashley. And he had a, he's been he had a, some great world title reigns. But, you know, when you're up against Brock, that's a different kind of different kind of animal, pun intended, different kind of beast. So that was really needed tonight. I, I still think Bobby's a bit of an underdog. I think. I'm not sure what they're trying to accomplish out of, night. I don't, out of Saturday. I don't know what. I don't know if they're trying to accomplish uh, a match this Saturday that then leads into another WrestleMania match between the two. Uh, I don't know if it's Brock's going to take a, a long time off and they want Lashley to just, you know, beat him decisively in two or three minutes. I don't know. I'm really foggy on what they're going to try to do this Saturday. But I do think going into Saturday, Lashley needed to elevate himself, and this did that. Yeah, this is a very interesting time of year because usually around this time of year, we're starting to see where things are going and who's probably going to pair off with who. And there's a lot of people with no dance partners at WrestleMania yet, but there's a lot of big names that could have dance partners. So it's very, very fascinating. Jimmy, the thing that I took away from this segment, though, is Lashley seemed very set on the old bad guy side of the mm -hmm. locker room here tonight. Yeah. He picked up on that too. 
No, it felt that way to me as well. I mean, like I, he felt like the heel in this one. And the interesting thing is going into this, it was a contract signing. And it almost like you heard the groan in the crowd. Oh, here we go again. Another contract signing there. You know, seen one, you've seen a hundred of them, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. They made this one a little different. Obviously, Bobby bringing out the second table and all that sort of stuff. And And like you said, Brock was getting cheered here. Mm-hmm. And Lashley was getting booed and he was feeding off that. And it almost feels like, you know, we'll talk about it later because we saw a little glimpse of the Hurt Business chatting in the background again tonight. It almost feels like uh, maybe they make their presence felt at Elimination Chamber to help Bobby out. Just just a thought. I know, again, maybe maybe, you know, me with the pencil in my hand again. You that know, makes that, the most sense. That I mean, that that would make the most, if they're going to lean into Bobby being heel, yeah. And they're teasing the hurt business. Let, let the match not even really be a match. Let it be just four on one handcuff. Let, let Lesnar just beat the hell out of him, you know. And mm-hmm. then, you, then you yeah. So you extend it to Mania and, and you have put him in a hell in a cell. Put him in a pit. Put him in something. Put him in yeah. some type of situation where it keeps everybody else out. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm thinking would be just visually awesome is, yeah, they're fighting. Cedric comes out and Brock Lesnar's fighting them both off. Shelton comes out, he's fighting them both off. MVP tries to get involved. Brock Lesnar's fighting them all off. But then Omos stands up from behind and he just wipes out Brock Lesnar. I think that would be a visual that would that would yeah. get you pumped for mania. Yeah. Uh, to see Because Omos has been out for a while. Like he's been gone, just drifting mm-hmm. away from I mean, I don't know how you hide an Omos, but yeah. somehow they're hiding him. So, <laughs> yeah. um, if he's under the ring, the ring's like elevated because he's too big. <laughs> he's under the what? ring. His feet are his feet are sticking out. <laughs> like the Wicked Witch, they're just sticking like the, out. yeah, like, like like the little kid that's trying to hide, and not have to go to bed. You just see his feet sticking out of the, <laughs> of the bed. You know? He's under there with Hornswoggle right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and a chicken. And a chicken, yes. <laughs> Jimmy got that. Oh yeah. yeah, that would be a uh, that would be fantastic. So uh, <laughs> somehow we transition to Piper Niven versus Meechin Mia Yim. Uh, not a very long match, but Niven looked very strong. Hits the Loch Ness slam, gets the win. Uh, Jimmy, this one was more about Piper Niven than it was about mm-hmm. Mia Yim. Yeah, the, the very simple, very plain story told that they elevated Piper Niven, made her look like, uh, a, for lack of a better term, a, a beast in the women's division, someone who is to be reckoned with and can and do some damage. And I think that was the end game. And I just wish they would make up their mind: Is it Michin? Is it Mia Yim? Just, just stick to one and just stop throwing both out there. Yeah, I, to me, it. it... It, it drives That's, me bonkers. It doesn't help her. Um, Justin, I'd love your thoughts on Piper, on Meechin. Also, I just want to get your thoughts on the idea of someone changing the name of a well-known move, like the Boss Man Slam, into the Loch Ness Slam. <clears throat> uh, you know, look, I, I think this match was all about branding Piper Niven. You know, she she didn't get to get a win last week. Uh, so you need to get a win tonight, reestablish her, reestablish this new name, new identity, new credibility. Um, you know, I thought, you know, branding that move and, uh, you know, to her also a little, again, a little subtlety on commentary from Corey Graves. 
Uh, Piper Niven just slammed her into the abyss. That was the same kind of a slam that uh, mm-hmm. Abyss, who is also mm-hmm. a backstage producer now for for WWE. So yeah, there's a lot of little things there if you want to pluck some nuggets out of it. Um, but this was actually very similar to a match we got to later on the men's side of things. It was about just taking a young star. It was very much WWF superstars esque of just sending the, the 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 talent out there that you're trying to get featured and uh, just having them hit the hit the, the featured moves and the finished moves and it's not long it's not fancy it's not complicated but it's just and there's not a lot of story to it it's just but it's just establishing them to the audience or or, mm-hmm. or I guess in Piper's case reestablishing um uh, so that's that's what this was and, and yeah the Mishin Mia Yin I I it just wait it, 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 it does no favors if we don't if we don't if, if, if WWE doesn't set on the consistency of what to call her then it really does no favors for the audience to know how to identify her. I think, look, they put Meechin on the screen. That's what you call her. I, I, yeah. I think if you're going to put su- the name on the screen, just stick with whatever's on the screen. You know, Piper Niven mm-hmm. says Piper Niven. So we call her yep. Piper Niven. Right. Um, unfortunately, we don't get to call her. Do drop. I'm the only one that likes that. But what was what Abyss called it? Black Hole Slam? Was that his? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's almost now becoming one of those things like uh, you can guess someone's age by what they call that move now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm a big fan of uh, Piper. So glad she's getting the win there. Um, We get a segment here that was not shocking at all. Incredibly good. Sammy Zayn shows up and uh, he calls out Cody Rhodes and he wants to know if what Cody said about him is true. If he really believes that he could beat Roman Reigns, Jimmy, this was a big one. So I'm just gonna leave leave the floor open to you. What did you tell me about it? It was it was very interesting because uh, Cody didn't. He, it's almost like he, you know, trying to pump up Sami Zayn and get him ready for the Elimination Chamber match, and and he didn't say that he, you know. He called him out, basically. He said, uh, you know, because he asked him, "Are you know, and he, if he's ready, does he believe? And, and he, and you know, Sammy's response is, I don't know, which caused Cody to, to you know, really fire up on him and tell him, you got to believe. And he started trying to, to, to boost him and give him all the confidence in the world. So he tried to, to, to uh, pump his tires, for lack of a better term, and said kind of at WrestleMania, he, he wants to face Cody Rhodes, which I found interesting because, you know, the match that people want to see is obviously Cody and Roman, Mm -hmm. just like people right now want to see Sammy and Roman at, at elimination chamber. And I know a lot of people unfortunately don't believe that uh, Sammy uh, will come out of elimination chamber holding any of the titles there, but at the same time, at, at least, you know, there's interest there in seeing the match. But uh, this segment, uh, sorry to cut you yeah. off, though, oh. but the segment I thought was well done, well executed. I just, it, it, the message kind of caught me off guard where it was like, hey, I don't, I, I, I don't, it, it's either going to be you or it's going to be Roman at WrestleMania. I'd like it to be you and that kind of stuff. It kind of threw me off a little bit. Uh, Justin, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To show my cards, I love this segment. I think it was incredible. Uh, but I want to know your thoughts, and I want to know your thoughts on is have they are they successfully navigating the waters so that the crowd doesn't hijack WrestleMania with the Sammy chance? Uh, they're doing their best. Uh, first off, I like just the execution of you know Sammy. I, I, I've been comparing this whole bloodline storyline to like you know mafia. You know, Sammy's kind of he's in you know he's in hiding. He he's on the run. He's he's watching over his shoulder. Uh, until he can get in, until he can get a fair fight, so to speak, at, at the chamber this Saturday. So I like him just kind of ducking in in disguise under a hood, and and then he ducks out that same way. I thought that's a nice little bit. He's not hanging out in gorilla. He's not waiting for his music cue. No, he is. He is on the lamb. He is on the run to get to Montreal. He made a quick detour in Brooklyn to call out Cody Rhodes. I thought that was a nice little touch. To your question, yes, a lot of people are comparing this to the Daniel Bryan 2014 situation. That Sami Zayn and, and, and Sami Zayn's fandom is going to hijack WWE's plans. I was at that Rumble in 2014 when Brian did not even get to go in the Rumble, and they booed Ray Mysterio because Ray was 30 and not Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, you know, I was very much around Brian for Connor's Cure stuff that entire season. I was there at Mania in New Orleans when the when the the, the Brian, you know, everything came to fruition. It was a awesome story, awesome time. I don't feel it is the same scenario. I see why some people think it, but it's not the same scenario. However, there is some of the same risk of there is that pocket of Sammy fans who you run that risk of getting them to take their frustrations out on Cody Rhodes. And so by having Cody come out there tonight and basically motivate the Sammy Zane who's questioning himself, motivate and say, I believe in you. I think it should be you and I at Mania. That helps alleviate Cody for being the scapegoat when Sami Zayn does not walk out the Saturday's champion because I'll tell you right now he's not beating Roman Reigns and I know there's people right now that that that, that pocket of Sami fandom that are screaming and oh no they're gonna call an audible or oh no that's the thing to do that's gonna be no 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 let me make clear people want to see Sami Zayn beat Roman Reigns who just happens to be the WWE world champion they want to see him beat Roman Reigns because of the nine-month story and all the dynamics in the bloodline. People want to see Cody Rhodes beat the world champion, no matter who that is, whether that's Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. That's There's a difference. They don't want to see Sami Zayn. The, the, the mass audience, the mass 80,000 that are going to Mania each night, don't want to see Sami Zayn beat Brock Lesnar or Seth Rollins, or Austin Theory, whoever could be world champion. They don't. They only want to see him beat Roman Reigns to that story. Roman just happens to be champion. Mm-hmm. If this match this Saturday, was, if there was no title on the line, Sammy might win it. But the title's on the line, so Sammy's not winning it. Yes, this is a years-long thing. You can't... I, th- I think it was Eric Bischoff that used the term discipline storytelling, and I think that that's a great way to phrase it, because they're they're very disciplined on how they do this. And I can't imagine them here in the final inning, throwing all that out the window uh, to go with something like this. But like, obviously last Monday, like, you guys are lucky I wasn't here. I was going to gush about that Cody Rhodes, Paul Heyman segment when I saw, I loved it. <laughs> I thought Paul Heyman, Sammy Zayn on SmackDown 
absolutely incredible. I think that this this promo probably isn't going to get as much talk as the other two. But to me, this was one of the biggest promos they did because as I'm watching this, I agree with you, Justin. I don't think Sammy's going to walk away with the championship. But this promo to me showed that he could be the guy someday. Not just Mm -hmm. he's hot right now. Not just this is a moment. But he had the range of having a very serious, very important promo that wasn't just is this oozy, is this fun, is this silly, but he really pulled the emotional heartstrings and he showed me he could be that guy tonight in this promo. <laughs> but across from him was Cody Rhodes and we talked about it earlier. He's just got something. Yeah. He's got the the presence, the aura. I was not I was not watching this as this is Cody Rhodes. I I was looking this is the guy. This is 100% the next Roman Reigns, John Cena, Stone Cold, Hulk, whatever you want to call him. He's the guy. He just, in every way I'm watching this, this is this is the moment. This is going to be one of those, WrestleMania is one of those moments that is, we say passing the torch a lot. I think this is going to be such a big moment. And this promo to me was absolutely that. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And and he you talk about Cody, he looks like he could be the flag bearer for this company, especially, you know, with all this talk about is the company going to be sold in the near future? What better representative can it be than someone like a Cody Rhodes who is, you know, just presents he looks he looks like a superstar. He just oozes that uh, aura about him. And to Justin's point earlier, I didn't think of it that way, but by him putting over Sammy, the way he did, you know, there's less chance of him alienating that Sammy fan base and and guys who are looking for a reason to boo Cody, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they if they want to take it a step further, because since the Usos won't be at Elimination Chamber, per what Paul Heyman said on SmackDown, that doesn't mean that Solo won't be there. That doesn't mean that Paul Heyman won't be there. Right. Uh, if, if some if somebody else tries to get involved. And it looks like Sammy's got it one, and somebody else tries to get involved. If Cody makes an appearance and tries to stop that, tries to help Sammy, and Sammy still doesn't get the job done, again, it just it just eliminates Cody from being the scapegoat. They can right. then move on with promoting Cody versus Roman. And 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 if there's anybody who's on the fence about Cody and but they're uh, diehard Sammy Zayn fan, maybe they jump to Cody's bandwagon and say, "All right, if I couldn't have if Sammy couldn't do it, I want to get that son of a bitch Roman dethroned. I'm going on the Cody bandwagon." I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, Pushing for him. Um, as we uh, continue on, we do have a question. And uh, Terry, I see yours. I'm going to mention yours in just a second. But first, while we're still on this, uh, John Jordan says, can the Usos appear in Canada? Wasn't that a hang-up for a time? Cheers, fellas. Also, just want to hang with my kid and watch Chamber Saturday. And the missus is insisting I go to a party. Help. <laughs> Listen, the, 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 the big dog Roman Reigns can help you in a lot of situations, but can't help you when the missus needs you to, to do something. So, John Jordan, play this clip. Have the missus watch the archive. Mrs. Jordan, I am asking you. I am asking you, as John Jordan's advocate and wise man, he would like to sit with his son, with your son, and watch Elimination Chamber this Saturday night. This is what childhood memories are all about. There's a lot riding on this event. I feel that this will be more important than said party in question. So as John Jordan's advocate and wise guy, wise man, I'm asking, please 
consider such. And no, the Usos, I don't yeah. believe, can appear in Canada. Uh, that's why we have mm-hmm. got the story of them being asked to stay home and, and watch right. TV. Brilliantly done, by the way. Yeah. Smart, smart way to have them not show up and have it not feel like, why aren't they here? Right. Exactly. And and if the if the situation does get cleared up and they do appear, makes it that much more of a surprise. Especially uh, to those who know the backstory, so to speak, yeah. the peek behind the the, the fourth wall. Yeah. Well, before this amazing segment, by the way, uh, we were going to get a, a Baron Corbin promo with Kathy Kelly. Uh, and I love that she said, wait a minute, something important is happening. <laughs> and it cuts away from Baron Corbin. And then Corbin, of course, comes out and uh, afterwards, and he's upset about it. And he's... He's talking about how he's been getting a bad hand and how Cody's been given everything. And uh, we eventually get a Cody versus uh, Baron Corbin match, which is basically Cody's beating the brakes off of Baron Corbin until he gets the win. Justin, this was a fun way to show that Cody Rhodes <laughs> can still mess you up in the ring. I mean, when I'm in a night, I mean, I have a few nice fitted three piece suits for my guy, David Allen, who does a lot of the roster. Shout out to David Allen. When I'm in a nice suit, I don't like to bend over if I drop my pen. I don't even like to have to go take a bathroom break if I got to. Like, I I don't want to get in the car and have to put a seatbelt on. And I got to readjust the tie and I got to redo it. And then Cody's out there doing suicide dives. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, to that point, you know, I do ring announcing. Uh, and the first time I did it, I can't tell you, Justin, I was wearing a, a suit. It was nice and tight, and I had to get into the ring for the first time. I was like, oh, no, I did not think this through. Because <laughs> it's a, it's tricky to get that leg up high enough to uh, stand on the thing to get in. Because we didn't have the stand. And, 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 <laughs> and you don't want to do – you don't want to be adult Jack Farmer entering in between the first and second rope. you got to at least <laughs> be man enough to kick your leg over that middle rope. If you're yeah. not man enough to kick your leg over that middle rope, you can just go on out. But even if the, if the, if the tights if the pants are a little snug, even bending down low enough to get between the first and second rope is kind of tricky as well. You don't oh. want the the magic split. Oh, I was literally thinking those have to be special pants. He was he was wearing oh. today. Oh, definitely. And 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 the thing I liked about it too is it showed a little bit of an aggressive side to Cody. It showed a little bit of a different side, and that he's willing to to you know. Get get his pants dirty. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gimmick suits. Yeah, yes. yeah. Of course, using the uh, using violence to solve his problems, Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we move on, and we get the Carmella, Nikki Cross, and Oscar versus Natty, Raquel, Liv. Can they coexist? Match. Of course, we get some backstage promos uh, beforehand, uh, but the match ends up being. Um, basically what you'd expect can they coexist and no oscar cannot coexist she uh eventually takes on everyone and makes Liv tap out getting her team to win uh jimmy we haven't had a can they coexist in a while how'd you like this one no it was all uh, it was all right i mean it, it it helped further the story along can they coexist in this case it made sense because they're heading into elimination chamber they're going to be facing each other this was kind of like a brand versus brand kind of thing which i think doesn't work like it used to work back in the day or, or at least it, did it work in the day <laughs> well again uh, it worked a little better yes for lack of a better term let's put it that way at least there was there was the implication that it 
that there was some attention between the brands and and the match itself i thought told a nice story it made oscar look very strong going into this match which tells me she's not winning the chamber match oh i was about to send it over to justin do you think oscar is the favorite but <laughs> jimmy says otherwise <laughs> Uh, that also, that, that creative formula also, I feel like was somewhat dependent on previous creative regime. I, I, I still think you got to give Oscar a certain amount of respect. You know, she came back at the rumble, you know, re, little, little, you know, the, you know, little, I don't say repackage, but a rejolt of energy. Um, yeah, you still got to give her a little respect that she still has got a chance. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this was definitely the, can they coexist? But I think it's okay because. Uh, it's it's a candy coexist because you got six women that are gonna be locked in a, this 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 thing. So it's that that's okay on the go home to, you know, put in a situation where they all turn their back on each other. I think that's that that's okay. Uh, the can problem is the can they coexist used to be every week kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Go home yeah. to chamber. I'm fine with it. Um, yeah, I thought this was fun. Again, <laughs> go go home show silliness, fun worked for me. Uh, speaking of silliness and fun though, Alpha Academy and Maximum Male Models run into each other. Uh, Justin, does Otis have a future as a model? Otis does. I have a feeling like we're going to be uh, a lot of a lot of comparisons flashed in my mind. I'll try to give. I mean, like everything from for wrestling fans. I mean, everything from um, you know Raven and Canyon going shopping, and we find we find out Raven's actually from a rich family and. You know, it's 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 Versace. What a maroon! And uh, or or <laughs> I can picture SNL. You know, Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley, Chippendale. Like, there's going to be some grand makeover of uh, of the of the refined gentleman that is Otis, mm-hmm. uh, which should make for some interesting television. And yeah. and Jimmy, your thoughts on that? But also, I love the idea of a increasingly jealous Chad Gable for not being the one that they're interested in. No, that's again. You're talking about the potential for comedic gold. You know, they take uh, Otis out, and he's and you know Otis is like, I'm used to shopping at the big and tall shops, you know, and stuff like that, or whatever the case may be. But Chad Gable is the one, in my opinion, who is just like underutilized. This guy has the potential to be this generation's Kurt Angle, of course, without the Olympic gold medal. Mm-hmm. But uh, this guy, I, I don't know. I think he has it. And the potential is there. And but as far as Otis and uh Triple M, um yes, please. <laughs> so good. I'm so excited yeah. for that. Uh from one uh big fella like Otis to another, Bronson Reed goes to the ring and he has a match with Ali. Very similar to Piper Niven. Reed mm-hmm. kind of dominates this one. Ali does his part though, he does a good job here. But Justin, we've got a monster on our hands. Yeah, and this is what I referenced earlier when we talked about Piper Niven, that there was another match that did the same thing. It was WWF Superstars, same thing. Just get get the big guy out there, let him get featured. He got challenged a little bit, but, um, you know, and look, the crowd's still pretty <clears throat> quiet when he comes out. They're still not reacting much to him, but what they are doing, I've seen it now a few weeks, when he starts climbing the ropes for his finisher, they are catching on. They start standing up. They are catching on. They're getting ready to see a guy who's 300-plus pounds. And it, it, it is just a top rope splash, right? So it, it, it is very basic in that but he does little things he climbs up and he does not stand there and po- you know he doesn't macho man he doesn't pose he kind of he keeps like a certain speed to it which i think adds an effect he climbs and he gets one foot planted he gets his right foot planted and then he just takes off 
and all that motion that continues to go of him climbing and then just taking off and him being that size, it adds something to it, and he gets a ooh and an ah from the crowd. And so that's a good sign. I think that's something to catch on. You know, and I, somebody tweeted to me tonight, like, oh, there's no story to it. It's whatever. It's like you don't need a story. Right now. You're just trying to establish his name, his look, his strengths, what he does. There doesn't need to be a complex story. That's all that you're trying to do right now is establish. Mm-hmm. But part of that is what I go back to earlier. He's in the chamber this Saturday. Great. Makes him feel more important that he's in this this, this, this marquee chamber match. And I could see him jumping off one of those paws and it being a viral moment. But I don't think that it, I think it would be a rush to try to put a title on him. And so as I start doing process of elimination of who's in that match, that's when I start to figure maybe a Montez Ford, whatever, whatever. So, but yeah, Bronson Reed, uh, I'm a big fan of Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm a big fan of of, of, of guys that, uh, you know, Vader, I'm a big fan of the big guys that were ahead of their time with their athleticism. And that's who he models himself after. So I, I always do have my uh, attention to the screen when he's on. Yeah. Jimmy, something that really stood out to me today wasn't even in the match, but it was when he walked by Alpha Academy and Otis is a big fella and he made Otis look like the small version uh, when he stood next to him. You got to be big to do that. No, yeah, definitely. He, he is big and that's what makes that splash that much more impressive. And it looks devastating and it makes me, you know, it makes everyone wonder, how does it feel to be on the receiving end of that? I don't want to find out. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is, I don't want to be the guy on the receiving end of that splash, despite the fact that he may be as as safe as as anyone giving that splash. But at the same time, it just looks absolutely devastating, and that's what it's about: yep. making people go, "Oh, oh that yeah. and that slam he did over the barricade into the chairs." Yes, uh, yes. Oh, oh boy, yeah. Ali doing doing good work there. Yeah. No, yeah, we we appreciate you. I know yes. you're not getting we're Thank not you, talking Mustafa. about you, but yes. Yeah. Um uh Terry Allen Jr., I I wronged you. I lied to you. I said I was gonna bring you up in the next segment. I forgot I had your saved saved uh comment here. I apologize. Uh the I bring the darkness Baron's suitable theme return, hoping for uh Baron Corbin's old theme to return. Uh, I think he's gonna get a theme change soon so terry i apologize i i lied to you i i led you astray i said i was going to talk about that during the baron corbin thing and then i i missed it so usually pretty good on that but i'll take the take the blame there um let's talk about another segment that i really enjoyed and i can't believe it was miss tv blew me away this time around uh miz and seth rollins are out there and uh, he's asked about logan paul seth doesn't want to deal with it uh, Seth gets very serious suddenly about it and what wrestling means to him and WrestleMania means to him and how it's not the same thing for Logan Paul. Miz then gets serious and says, don't call me stupid. Uh, eventually Rollins goes for a stomp and theory trips him up and, uh, Miz still gets stomped in the end, but also, uh, Rollins gets a town down. Uh, Justin, I we see where this is going for Seth Rollins uh, for WrestleMania, but I loved the turn he did today about being serious and not the not the crazy. I love the crazy character, but I love the serious nature of WrestleMania here. What did you think about this Miz TV? Yeah, and and he needs to flick that switch. 
Um, you know, besides being eliminated by Logan Paul Rumble, we need more. What 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 is really going to fire this former Money in the Bank winner, this former multi champion, uh, or, or I mean, didn't even miss say the, the him and him and Rollins are the two Grand Slams. Like, what's going to fire this guy up to go up against this outsider, this 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 internet sensation? Uh, and so he's got to get serious. He's got to, uh, and, I, and I like that. And uh, and they, I don't even know if they, I don't remember if they even addressed it, but there's a nice little subtle synergy there that he's he's bitching about Logan Paul to the Miz, and the Miz is the one who had the Logan Paul introduction, uh, you know, last year. So this just worked on a lot of levels. Um, and again, we kind of pretty much think we have it in pencil that Seth Rollins is taking on Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins does not need to be U.S. champion to do it. So, again, I go back to my Montez Ford prediction. We start doing deduction mm-hmm. of who's mm-hmm. in this chamber match. This is what needed to happen. Flick that switch. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, I have two questions for you. One, um, I love the little bit of serious Miz here where he was like, I'm mm-hmm. not stupid. Like, I'm a two-time uh, Grand Slam champion. Uh, one, is it? Am I being unfair or unrealistic to ask for a serious Miz run in the future? And two, and this is probably more important, would you rock those Seth Rollins boots? Uh, l- let me start with the second question first. Uh, no. <laughs> I would be disowned by the missus if I ever rocked those boots, unless uh, unless it was a, um, a costume party or something like that. And even then, uh, because I wouldn't be able to drive the car. <laughs> You got those boots on now, don't you? Kayfabe, uh, brother. Um, but anyway, yeah, because she's asleep, so she can't yeah. see them. Right, right. Now, right. So, yeah. They're comfy. But, <laughs> but, as for, but as for a serious run with the Miz, absolutely they could do one with him at any time. He is that good. It's amazing to see where he started and where he began his career, which I was there for to see, and thinking – boy, this poor kid can't make it. And then seeing him become what he has become, he has become the epitome of a WWE superstar. He He's there for everything, and he delivers every time he goes out there. And tonight he delivered again in, in, in every aspect of whether it was the Miz TV segment or the match he had afterwards. He's, he's just that damn good, and it's nice to see that. And he's a team player, too, that he's been yes. to the top of the mountain, main eventing, with John Cena and the Rock at WrestleMania, and he's and he's Grand Slam champion. He's done these things, but then right now, he's a team player and accepting. You're on the road to Mania, and we need you to elevate Seth and Logan Paul. We need you to to elevate Rick Boos. Like he's a team player, and he's not complaining about it. He's not going on Twitter bitching about his time and whatever. He's just. He's just do. He's being the Miz in full throttle because he knows that if he's the best Miz possible, that's going to help everybody else that he needs to do things. And so he's that. I mean, he is the he's the ultimate pro. It is it is fascinating. I think I've mentioned it on this show before, but if you watch the WWE Evil of Miz, he's the one where I watch him. Like I like him more watching this. Like he, you mm-hmm. see, because he talks about everything he went through and how this was his dream. And I was like, this doesn't make me think he's evil. I feel like I'm rooting for the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, after that, the Miz, the Miz's night wasn't done. Uh, there was a backstage segment where Rick Boogs and Elias are chatting about possibly doing a collab while the Hurt Business are in the background. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Boogs goes out there for a matchup, and 
Miz tries not to uh, <laughs> tries not to have the match, but he gets curled and hurled for Boogs to get a quick win. Jimmy, this was three folks that are fairly new getting, or at least rebranded it, at the very least, uh, getting some quick dominant wins tonight. No, absolutely. And at least in this one, the quick dominant win was as a result of uh, getting the the giant boot curb <laughs> stomp from Seth prior to this match, which, which you know, at least Miz gives Miz an excuse, which we're, I'm sure we're going to hear about next week for sure, which is which I can only imagine will be gold on the mic for Miz. But uh, I, I'm just not feeling the Boogs thing right now. Uh, yes, it's still early. You should give it more time, but it's, I don't know. There's something what? about it. It just feels so, I don't know. What's, what's missing from it? Do you think, uh, do you think maybe you want more of a character as far as like, cause I mean, he's a character, but like, are you looking for more of rhyme and reason as, as to why he's the way he is or. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little explanation, a little backstory, a little something, a little anything other than rah, 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 rah. You know, as long as he doesn't call himself the booger, I'm cool. Just, <laughs> just, just give me something more. Give me a little more substance. Give me, I want to be interested in the character as well as what he can do in the ring. There's one booger in our wrestling universe and it's Bastion. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Justin, uh, so he got the win here, but I want to talk to you about Elias and Boogs backstage. Are we looking at a rivalry or are we looking at a collab? It might start as a collab, and they might start. You know the boot. You know I, I gotta say this. I I I don't disagree. I wouldn't mind getting some kind of uh, story told that like, you know, Boogs. If, if he, obviously he's a babyface. Boogs had some type of you know sympathetic growing up or childhood or or college experience or something, and and he somehow overcame and he said, look, I'm just gonna be positive. I'm I'm gonna be me. I'm not gonna be. A Type, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be me because I mean he is he's he's got these crazy facial expressions and he's looks like he's about to have an aneurysm and but all that being said tonight he got the is he got the people given some reaction to to his energy that actually couldn't be denied the people did respond to his energy and then he does the curling of the miss in the middle of it. so there were things that I was like man there's some potential here to build on but I do agree he would probably gain that many more thousands of people in the crowd if we get some backstory on mm -hmm. he had he, he got wronged in life or whatever and he's like you know what i'm making the most nothing tomorrow's not guaranteed or, or what I, something i'm I'm just kind of spitballing here yeah. but you know if you actually look into his bio this guy was a uh this guy was a collegiate wrestler this guy has his own comedy YouTube channel for like the last decade where he does comedy. He does fit weight fitness and weight training. So, I mean, there's, there's elements to pull from. He's got, he's got things there to pull from. So, um, I, this was the first night that I started to feel anything about Rick Boogs. I'll say that. So I like, I like that these two conversations just happen because I like Rick Boogs cause I get caught up in the energy. I, I get, I get like, like all those fans there. I, I'm caught up in it. Like, this guy's crazy. I'm in, I'm into it. But I think, Jimmy, you're right. I think there's a sort of an incongruence where he's backstage and he's talking about, I'm here to shred and play guitar. But then he's using a weight thing, squeezing it to work out. Mm -hmm. But then he comes out with tasseled boots and I'm I, a, he's got the clean cut hair. I don't I feel like I don't really know who he is. Is he a is he a rocker like Elias? Is he a 
fitness guy? Is he? Uh, I, I guess I don't know. Too many questions. What box to put him in? Yeah. Too many questions. That's a, that's what it is. There's too many questions. If you could start answering some of those questions, at least I think people would get more attracted to him. Yeah. So, uh, but I do like his energy. He does fire. No, whatever he yeah. <laughs> There's a uh, lot of that. <laughs> um, we have someone else with a different kind of energy. We had a quick promo backstage from Chelsea Green, and she has been writing some strongly worded emails. Uh, Justin, this is a character that uh, now we know Chelsea Green. I'm a fan of Chelsea Green in general. When she debuted with this new character, I was like, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. I feel like every time she's on, though, for me, it grows on me a little bit more. Uh, are you? Is she trending up for you, down for you? Where do you see her at this point? It's trending up right now. It's entertaining, and it's certainly uh, relevant to now. I mean, you know, we are in the age right now on social media where we all have our opinions, and we can all see everybody else's lives where we see so many uh, the word it's Karen, right? It's the word we call. Mm-hmm. We see so many people out there in the world who, you know, in in ridiculous situations, put themselves first or or think that they're you know what. So it, it's it's topical. It's a social commentary that's topical. So it's trending up for me right now, but it has the leash. The the, the length of track here is only so long because it can only go so long until you have to start to evolve it. Right? She's either. Mm-hmm. She's either really good, but she doesn't want to take the the. She doesn't want to, you know, work hard and earn it. She just wants to take the shortcuts. So she's gonna carry her way into situations, or she's really bad and has to do this, but she has dirt on somebody. Like, there's gonna have to be some kind of evolution somewhat quickly. You can't just have her complaining for the next six months. You know what I mean? So I, I hope that there's a, a, a timeline in place of how we're going to evolve this character to keep her relevant and eventually winning some matches. She's going to have to win a little bit at some point. Yeah, Justin, to Justin's point, uh, Jimmy, uh, I have a pal, Evan Mack, who always says, eventually you got to get dubs. Right. Uh, yeah. That's where this is going to... Uh, the rubber's going to meet the road is how she's going to start getting those wins. But how are you feeling about Chelsea Green? Uh, she's starting to grow on me as 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 a heel and, and doing all the right things that a heel does. She doesn't. She claims that she deserves everything. She hasn't earned anything yet because she's just uh, you know recently um, uh, you know redebuted for lack of a better term. Yeah, she, she, yeah. I guess you can say that. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's. It, I guess the term is is she's a, she's a Karen. I, I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, uh, um, we used to call them divas back in the day, but, uh, you know, Hey, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I think it's working for what they want and they're taking their time with it and letting this, you know, don't, don't rush into everything. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it, 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 she's starting to grow on me as like the, yeah, what a biatch, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but in a good way, in an entertaining way, yeah. watching TV way. Yeah. That was so funny. It made my camera blurry. Uh, you, oh, wow. but um, uh, it, uh, I think I disappeared. It tried to refocus. There, there we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can't really call them divas because in wrestling, that means something different now. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Like, all these debuting people, I think they're sort of in a weird spot because you can't go too fast because WrestleMania is right around the corner. You can't really get them into WrestleMania right now, but you got to find a way to make it so that 
day after WrestleMania, they're off well, and running. Well, for her character, it's perfect. Can you just imagine her on both nights of Mania just just pestering Adam Pierce all day long, just following him around? <laughs> How can I get into Mania tonight? <laughs> that yeah, that that'll be me at this point. I'm gonna be watching. she like she like tapes him. <laughs> she like you know she like handcuffs herself to his office. I mean, there could be actually some great her of all characters actually gets the benefit out of Mania because that you know, she could really have some potential. And 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 even going so far as to say, me she's claiming she should be she deserves to be main eventing. Well, and what would be great too on top of that is like before a big, like before a championship match, you know, before like the US title match, uh, Adam Pierce be like, I got to handle this. Like, no, 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 this is important. You need to listen <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, we get to the main event Becky versus Bailey versus Bianca. Damage control is heavily involved as well as all the other women in the elimination chamber. Uh, it's pandemonium, but in the end, uh, Bianca stands tall and Bailey and Becky stay out of the chamber. Uh, Jimmy, I'm, I'm of two minds on this mm -hmm. one. I'm glad that Bailey and Becky aren't in it because I've already seen enough of Becky versus Bianca and Bailey versus Bianca. So I don't really want to see either of them win it anyways, but also I feel like we ended with nothing changed. <laughs> At the end of the day, yeah, no, it, I, I, I get that exact feeling, but at the same time, here was an opportunity because even if if Becky or Bailey entered that match, you could still work it out where neither one of them wins the match to earn that title opportunity at WrestleMania. So, it, you know, it, I don't understand. This was a, this was a chance to make the Elimination Chamber match unique and different from all the other ones. And I think that was the missed opportunity here where you could have started the match off as a three-way. Like they said, if one of them were to enter the chamber, which would have started as a three-way instead of two people with one exiting the pod. I, again, missed opportunity to do something different and unique and have one of these established women help elevate someone else in the match to, to get that WrestleMania opportunity like a maybe a Raquel, mm -hmm. if you want to elevate someone young and new. Yeah, Justin, this is a, as we talk about dance partners for WrestleMania, this obviously Charlotte and Rhea are locked up. Uh, now Bianca is going to be locked up with one of the six women in the elimination chamber. Becky and Bailey are both top, top stars uh, for them. Neither of them have a dance partner. Do you think they keep this going through WrestleMania or do they have to find something else? They're kind of in a weird spot right now. I think they do. I think that um, maybe they follow up with Lita being there last week. So maybe you get a Becky, a Lita, maybe one more. You know, I, I've seen the fantasy booking of a Trish or, you know, I, I think they, I, I think they keep this going for a reason. Um, and I hope that works out because I got to be honest right now. And it's again, it's nothing. I mean, I, I'm, I was a big fan of Bailey when she was in NXT. Um, I thought that her babyface gimmick in NXT, I thought that she might be, the female light version of John Cena in terms of what she could do with merch and the hugging and the fan engagement. But this damage control, I'm starting to tap out. I really am. I, I, I don't, it just does not, it, it does not move the needle for me. It does not do what I think they're trying for it to do. So maybe having them in a marquee match at mania against Becky star and then, and then flank her with two legends. Maybe, maybe that'll do it for me. Maybe I'll see something. I, I don't, maybe that, that, that rub will transfer, but damage control to me has just been, 
um, uninteresting. Yeah, I, I think with Bailey, she's one of the big names, I think, that carried WWE through the pandemic. I think she was fantastic through that. I kind of think that damage control was just dealt a bad hand in a lot of ways where they came back and because there wasn't any tag teams for them to really have a rivalry with, they got the titles, but now they're just kind of sitting on them. She was clearly the best person to face Bianca next for the title, but they did. You can't have her just beat and become the champion, beat Bianca, become the champion. So she's sort of in this, in this weird, like purgatory where she can't be the big threat, but she also isn't a nobody. And so it's what I, I feel like she's just in a weird limbo. And so I, mm -hmm. I'm with you, Justin, where I, I don't know if there's a place for damage control anymore or. Yeah, it feels like they they were the they were really the first like once Triple H took over and at SummerSlam was his first thing that he had just inherited a few weeks ago before. It felt like these just happened to be the first phone calls he got to make and get mm -hmm. people there in terms of in terms of people he wanted to bring back and new creative initiatives. But like what you're saying, he didn't have the rest of the pieces in place for them, and so it just hasn't it just hasn't been anything. I, I don't know. I just I don't. I don't. I just don't look forward to seeing damage control. And it's again, it's nothing to do with the three ladies themselves as individuals. There's there's merit to all three of them, but as this, as this presentation, I just don't get it. Yeah, um, Jimmy, any thoughts on damage control or or <clears throat> Becky and where that may go from here? Uh, I, I I wish I had an answer for you. It, it's just it's it's run its course. I think this as a group, as a faction, it's run its course. And maybe maybe if you want to get that opportunity back like like justin said to get turn bailey back into a baby face maybe damage control says hey we thought you were a great leader you're not a great leader they turn on her they you know whatever the case may be down the road not not right away uh, but something something needs to be done yeah uh and, and i i want to echo justin's thoughts too i like everyone involved i just mm -hmm. think it was a weird I just think it was just a wrong, wrong time and wrong place to make it really successful. Uh, but overall thoughts, I thought this one was this show, this episode, great go home show with giving us some stuff that was spicy and fun, but also when they're already locked in mm -hmm. for elimination chamber, not really having much wiggle room. I thought they did a good job. Uh, while I ask you guys, everyone at scale of one to 10, what did you guys think of the show uh, for raw tonight? Uh, but Justin, how did you feel about it overall? Overall thoughts? Yeah, like I said, you know, and I noted earlier, you're a go home show, so you have limitations. You can't go too crazy. You got to stay within the, the the boundaries of what you're trying to promote. Um, there's definitely some positives. You know, there's things like damage control and other things that I, we talked about that I'm I'm not feeling. But uh, overall, I thought they did a lot of things. You know, again, getting Bobby Lashley some some comeuppance uh, and some and some strength, getting just keeping the heat going. So I, I feel like they're going into this this premium live event strong. Uh, obviously the Cody Sammy stuff, definitely a headline from tonight. And, uh, I, and look, I got a lot of confidence in the Saturday. I'm looking forward to the Saturday, the, mm -hmm. the last stop on the road to mania. Um, I think they have creative plans in place and they are sticking with these plans. And I know that sounds very elementary, but that goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Jimmy, any uh, final thoughts on the night? No, I echo what Justin said, uh, the, the stuff that going into this Saturday, that I thought was handled very well and looking forward to especially the, you know, the, the Cody and Sammy segment, despite my little critiques about it still, it was a, it was a, it was a hit, you know, 
it hit people right where they live and makes people go, yeah, I, like I said, I, I don't believe Sammy's going to win, but I want to see how they, you know, how they do, how the story progresses yep. and what happens and why he doesn't win and how he doesn't win and that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, it, it, I think it succeeded in the fact that it made people want to tune in on Saturday to find out what's going to happen in both chain matches and in that main event. Yeah, I I see that we're averaging. It looks like I'll say about a seven out of ten from the chat here, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty fair. Uh, and and again, if you're in the chat or if you're listening later, like, comment, share, subscribe, five star review. Uh, even if you're in the chat, just leave a little comment once we sign off. Uh, it's, it helps, you know, you know, metrics and all that mm-hmm. stuff we we need. Uh, so whether your name is Dylan Matthews, Mister. X killer at Demons Dream Realm Studios. Tuck Graf showing up at the end. Rocky, uh, Joey, or Ricky, or Adam, or Tommy O, or everyone else. Baby I, Sergio, uh, Chris Leclerc with the disrespectful negative ten. Oh. Uh, but uh, uh, hey, you're still here for the show. Thanks for being here. Uh, but uh, before we go, Justin, where can the world find you online and everything you're uh, working on? Yeah, at Justin Labar across all of the socials. And uh, I'm back Wednesday night with Jimmy and Issa after Dynamite. I'm on Friday mornings on Busted Open Radio. Uh, spar with Labar as uh, as I do with, with Dave and, and Thunder and Tommy and Mark Henry and the whole crew there. Uh, and then I don't know, are we Saturday night together after Chamber? Do we know? Um, I will not be here for Saturday. I've got a uh, another booking I'm on. I'm going to be ring announcing commentary for the Influencer Fight League. Oh, you and your nice hair can just go. Uh. <laughs> it's all I have, really. <laughs> uh, but right. um, it'll be a, I, I'll be probably tuning into the show afterwards and hitting the like, comment, share, subscribe button. Uh, Jimmy, where can the world find you? Uh, like Justin said, Monday nights here with Triple J and on Wednesday nights with uh, Justin and Issa talking dynamite. And you can find me on all my social media platforms from Monday to Friday doing my ref and rants where I critique. And it's not to tear down. It's just to help tighten the bolts, nuts and bolts and that sort of thing. And just have a little bit of fun. And also uh, now with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hare and RJ doing the Refing It Up podcast where we talk different topics. <laughs> Jimmy always tightening nuts. Oh, we got to, uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media where you can. Uh, I, I almost got in trouble last Wednesday night. I, anyways, uh, I saw your MJF comment about <laughs> good good stuff over there too. But uh, follow at wrestling. The after and after time show after Rampage after. Yeah, we got the news and notes show on Thursday, which is new. So if you haven't checked that out on Thursday, check out our news and notes show. Raj and I chatted up. And uh, of course, the after elimination chamber show is going to be awesome. So you're going to want to check that out as well. Good times, everyone. And we will see you for the NXT after show tomorrow. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets 
if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.